Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Well, the Blackfern Sevens will be making their way to the UK this weekend ahead of the 2022 Commonwealth Games in Birmingham and they're looking to defend their gold medal from the 2018 Games along with the All Black Sevens. Ruthless and clinical on the field, charismatic and down-to-earth off it. The Blackfern Sevens are a team that captured the hearts of not just New Zealanders but sports fans around the world during last year's Tokyo Olympics where they also, of course, one goal. This team is one heck of a story, one worth, in, worth writing a book about, and that's exactly what our next guest has done. Seven Sisters is out today, and joining us now from the UK as author, commentator, and uh, one of our very own here at SENZ, Ricky Swinnell. And uh, Ricky, great to hear from you. Great to have you back on our airwaves. And I've got to, I've, I've always wanted to say this uh, because of the legendary Peter Montgomery used to say it. Uh, how are you? Where are you? <laughs> Classic PJ line. Um, I'm really good, Smithy. Nice to chat to you. Um, I am in Belfast at the moment, and the very final mm. night of um, what has been three weeks of a road trip around the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland. So it has been um, quite a trip so far. But yeah, la- last night tonight, heading back to the UK um, to start getting ready for the Com Games. Well, being a noted rugby commentator, you'd have been—you wouldn't have had the Mickey taken out of you at all over, um, while you're <laughs> been there. It's just been—it's been fun, hasn't it? The last fortnight. Oh my gosh! You know, for, sort of for the first kind of ten days that I was here, people kept saying to me, "Oh, what part of Australia are you from?" And then all of a sudden, after the second test, they—they they twigged to exactly where I was from. I—I I don't know why, but um, yeah, look, look, they've been so—they've actually been really nice about it. Over here in Ireland, and uh, I was looking through the Sunday papers the day after that third test here, and it was really celebratory about um, about the Irish win and, and how they played and how historic it was and and all of that. And even today, my my taxi driver he was kind of like, oh, you know, we still always think you're the team to beat and and all of this. Um, fortunately, I went to the cricket this afternoon um, here in Belfast, and so it was a slightly better day to be a Kiwi in Ireland because the Black Caps were pretty clinical. Yeah, they were pretty clinical today. That's the, um, that is good news. Uh, let's get on to the uh, the book, Ricky, because uh, it's wonderful. And I just need to know what spurred you to write this book. Um, well, it was, I was actually approached about it. I got about five minutes after the the final whistle and the gold coat uh, the gold medal match in the Tokyo Olympics last year. I had a text from um, Warren Adler at, at Upstart Publishing, and, and he sort of said straight away in this text, Seven Sisters, good ring for a book title, a good name for a book title, give me a call when you get home. 
Um, and so it really just stemmed from there. And then, of course, getting home and we we're into MIQ and then we, you know, the country goes back into the lockdowns and all of that. So it was quite a long process to eventually um, get it going as well. And, you know, you're, you're looking at a team, so it's not just one person who has to decide that, yes, they want to do this. So um, that was sort of where it came from. And, and the publishers were very adamant. There's, you know, it's very rare to have a book about female athletes, let alone a, a woman's team, but they felt that there was a, a story in their success and, and what they've achieved in the last wee while. And so that's uh, sort of how it came about. It's a, it's an interesting story as well, Ricky, because and it's so topical because you know with the importance placed on having a healthy team culture these days, a uh, healthy workplace, whatever uh, wherever you are actually, uh, this team has sort of exemplified that, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely, and and it was a change they felt they needed to make after the 2016 Olympics. Um, when they won the silver medal in Rio and they'd gone in as favourites, but there'd been sort of cracks that had started to appear and, and part of it's to do to on-field stuff, but just that little, those little kind of physios, I guess, in the in the culture and, and that's what it stemmed back to. And, and so post-Rio, those players who stayed on were, were adamant that they didn't want to feel like that again. And, and so they sort of set about changing that, led by their new coach, Alan Bunting, who had been the assistant in the previous era. Um, he became the head coach and, and alongside him, Corey Sweeney, plus a very big leadership group. They changed that um, to, to put some support around Sarah Goss or Sarah Hidney now, obviously. Um, and, and that's where it sort of stemmed from. There's lots of little themes and, and, and vision, I guess, along the way to, to work on that culture to allow the players and, and the coaching staff to be exactly who they are on and off the field. And they always thought, Alan Bunting says, Bunt says, you know, if you get heart performance right, then you get high performance. He always calls it heart performance, which um, I guess is probably a little bit of a measure of, of anyone who's come across Alan Bunting. So, Ricky, you're able to get alongside uh, some of these uh, wonderful women and, and, and get their stories firsthand? Yeah, yeah, I've talked to all of them. Um, there's been a lot, and a lot of it done over Zoom because I went away to Beijing for Winter Olympics. Then when we got back, it was like right in the depths of COVID, and then I headed away again. So, um, yeah, spoken to all of them, plus um, plus Bunting and, and Sweeney, um, Stu Ross, the assistant coach, Brad Anderson, the the the, tra the long-time trainer, um, and, and, yeah, all of those players, so from, from the most senior to the youngest, and that was kind of something I wanted to make sure that every player kind of had a voice, that even if you've only been in the in the team for the last little while, if you're one of the youngest, that, that you are still part of it's their story, it's a collective story, and that's very much how that team operates too. There's, while, yes, there's a leadership group and all of that, the hierarchy is such that everybody can kind of have a say, and so that was what was really cool about doing this. So there was some very long-winding, um, interesting conversations, I can tell you that. I guess, uh, you know, one of the issues that, you know, unfortunately has uh, read its head has been, um, you know, the, the pressure that is placed on some of our sporting people, sportswomen in particular, and, of course, we know uh, what the outcome of some of it has been. Uh, is that stressed in the book about how they handle pressure and, and uh, accept the role model type situation? Yeah, I think so. And I think for a lot of these players, they very much accept that role models, that being role models. And I, and I, like, anecdotally, it's something perhaps that female athletes 
it does sit a little better with them or maybe more comfortably in that they feel like they are that in, in their day-to-day -day lives with their families and as well, but that there is a responsibility to grow the game and to get, to get girls playing and get people watching and, and, and all of that. But I guess there's that element of, of, of having such a strong, connected team that when people have had their issues, and they certainly have had them within this team, it's not, you know, sunshine, rainbows and lollipops all the time, um, that they have mm. a really good support network in place and, and they've been able to at times get away and, and, and be away and, and do what they need to do at home, which was one of the really strong philosophies of the coaching group, you know, that if you had something going on at home, big or small, um, then that's your first priority. Do they go to the Commonwealth Games, Ricky, as favourites in your mind, bearing in mind they've only really just recently returned to the World uh, Rugby Sevens circuit? Yeah, look, I think they're still they're slim favourites, slimmer favourites than perhaps we were used to them being, and that is because, yes, they've just come back, but also Australia has um, improved out of sight since their own turmoil at the, the last Olympics where they, you know, they really fell away quite badly in the last 18 months and then into Tokyo as well. And they've come back since a lot of really exciting new players. But I think New Zealand still go in as favourites. Um, in, in, where are we going? Birmingham in a, in a week's time. Yeah. Get myself confused wherever we, wherever we are. Um, in, in Birmingham, experience factor huge. Uh, fit squad at the moment, really important. And, and you know, you just... Those those things that drive them along, defending a defending a title and, and all of that. So yeah, I think they they do go in as favourites, but probably not by a, as much as would have been say a year or so ago. You've uh, written another book, of course, uh, about Bowden Barrett. Tell us about the the difference mm -hmm. in writing a, a book about um, an individual and a team as such. Yeah, well, big di and big difference in circumstances too. So when um, I did the one with Bowden, it was a very set time frame of his career we were looking at. We had a, a, a very targeted audience of a younger audience in mind and it also was in that very first lockdown. So neither of us had anything else to do but talk over Zoom. Whereas this one, it was like kind of herding sheep sometimes when you're, you know, you're wrangling uh, about 25 players, coaches, management and all of that. So um, a, a lot more, I guess, time and uh, transcribing, which I thankfully didn't have to do. Somebody else did all of that. So a lot more interviews, which I um, printed out and carried around in a backpack on my <laughs> on my trip so far. Mm. So I guess it's just, it was trying to, with this one, as, as opposed to Bowden's one, is uh, making sure that all the players felt like that they had a voice and that they all came across in it. So just made it, it's, it's a, a bit easier, I would say, when it's just one person you're having to worry about, especially, as I say, when we've got nothing else to do but sit at home. Ricky, it's been announced uh, in terms of the sevens that uh, England, Scotland and Wales will combine under Britain for the 2022-23 World Rugby Series in a bid to improve their Olympic chances. What, what do you make of that? I think it's been coming, and I, th it, I think it's a good move um, for Great Britain. The, the, the fact that they were here, the, the home nations, particularly the RFU, um, England's RFU, aren't very invested in sevens. Um, it's, I mean, you know, the, the England teams and, and GB teams almost got their funding completely cut 
going into Tokyo and they, they ended up fundraising at times. So they're not particularly invested in it. I think for the women's game, it's definitely the right move. I can understand if you're the Welsh men and the Scottish men that it's, it's going to be tougher on them because they are World Series teams and um, now it's, it becomes that combined unit. But I think it is a, a good move for that kind of the longevity of the sport where they want to take sevens, where World Rugby wants to take sevens, just to, I guess almost force the hand a little bit to get some interest and input from the RFU. Okay, let's um, uh, look at uh, the Commonwealth Games, which you're about to be involved in. Uh, what is your involvement? How many sports are, are you taking on? Because uh, it's pretty much an, an all... Uh, KT's going to be a bit lonely. I hope you talk to him yeah. because it's pretty much an all... It's an all-girl line-up. I'll always talk, always look after KT, always talk to KT. So um, I am, so the first couple of days I'm actually working on the sevens for the um, competition host broadcaster. So working with um, the commentary team over there with a lot of our regular World Series commentators. So for the first couple of days, I'll do that. So we're, we are quite literally being sent to Coventry um, for that. And then I will switch over and join the Sky Sport team as a reporter. So basically wherever I end up it could be anywhere I, I mean I'm a pretty good chance of not getting the netball given that we've got Storm and Courtney <laughs> going over mm. as well so I probably won't be anywhere near the netball but um, wherever wherever it takes me I mean get to go and watch some sports so hopefully maybe get a bit of the white ferns in, in action whatever really I'll, I'll go where they send me it's a really, uh, I think it's shaping up to be a, a really cool Commonwealth Games for New Zealand in particular. I'm quite excited. Uh, and just watching the World Athletics Champs as well, uh, when you take all the non-Commonwealth countries out of the fr uh, frame uh, and, and reassemble, uh, it puts a lot of our athletes yeah. further up the pecking order. Clearly, I, I think it's going to be quite a, a rewarding Commonwealth Games for New Zealand, over their overall team. Yeah, I think so, and I think it, it should be as well. Um, and what what is going to be really nice is that it's that you know it's for many of them it's going to be back to normality. You know, there is uh, next to no COVID restrictions over on the side of the world, and I know that the teams will have things in place, and there will be more, but um, it will feel very free. There's going to be fans in the stand. It looks like Birmingham have got really cool plans and lots of different things in place for, for how it's going to play out over over that, that 10 days. So, yeah, and I think you're right, too, for New Zealand. It's a great opportunity in, in those sports like athletics, track cycling, we should do well. Hayden Wild is going gangbusters in triathlon at the moment, too. Mm. Um, obviously, both the Sevens teams are going to be right in the mix. Hopefully, the White Ferns can improve on from the World Cup when, you know, when, when we saw them <laughs> stumble when they shouldn't have. And there's, you know, good quality competition for them too. So, yeah, really looking forward to it, actually. Love a good a good multi-sport games to sit and chew over for 10 days or so. You might be 20,000 kilometres away, but you can't hide from this question. What do the All Blacks oh, do? No. What, are you, what are you expecting? <sighs> what are you expecting to come out of NZ Rugby for Ian oh. Foster, for Sam Kane? I, well, I thought, firstly, hopefully better PR and comms because, jeepers, that's been an unwielding disaster as well off the field. Uh, look, I think Foster keeps his job. I, I, just, I just don't see them changing that. I, I could see a change in captaincy because I also think Sam Kane possibly under a little bit of pressure 
from the playing perspective as well, and I think he's brilliant. I, I think he's in that squad every time, but um, maybe it's a, a case of a bit like Joe Root, Smithy, you'd know, you know better, you know, take the captaincy away mm. and look how he performs. Um, so, yeah, look, I think I think Foster keeps his job. I don't know if some of the assistants do, though, and that seems to be where some of the problem is as well, whether that, that whole kind of coaching group is right. And, and I think, look, I mean, they're mad if they've got Joe Schmidt sitting there, they are mad not to have him more deeply involved. Okay, uh, really uh, good to catch up with you, Ricky. You'll be pleased <laughs> to know we're giving a... God, we, covered we are giving yeah, we're, we've pretty much covered all the bases. Uh, we're giving away a copy of Seven Sisters today, and what oh, we're cool. getting people to do is text in their favourite Black Ferns player of all time. Ooh. And I can tell you already, Ooh. we've had about uh, three or four Sarah Hiranis. We've had a, a Tyler mm-hmm. Nathan Wong, a, a couple of Portia Woodmans. Um, we've had a Michaela Blyde. So, I mean, it's uh, they're all very, very popular young women um, and successful. Can I ask you your favourite all time, or is it is it putting oh, you on the spot? Oh no, that's I mean, no, that put that, well. Actually, they're I think they're already over in this side of the world, so probably none of them um, will be able to hear hear. So no, look, I t- what I would say is that what you see is what you get with that group. They are as as cool, as genuinely nice, um, as committed as they come across. But look, I have a I have a pretty soft spot for Sarah Hidney, I must say, um, and mm. just the leader she has become, what she took on. She was 23 when she captained that team at Rio amid a lot of turmoil. So um, I always have a, yeah, a bit of, t- a bit of time for Gossy, as they say. Okay. Well, we've always got time for you too, uh, Ricky Swinnell. Uh, thank you for it uh, this morning. And also, uh, please stay safe and travel safe over there. And we'll see you home at some stage, I guess, when your travels come to an end. Thank you. Thanks, Smithy. Nice to chat to you. Take care. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.